Coming to you from the Spirit Lounge, I'm your host, Lily. With me is my co-host, Vanessa, and this is the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Welcome to another happy hour in the Spirit Lounge. Glad to be back in the studio, actually. Yeah. This past week off because, Vanessa, you took a trip down to Kentucky for some paranormal fun. That I did. Which I'm actually pretty jealous about. (laughs) But I'm excited that uh, you're going to share your stories. So you were down there for... uh, for a couple of days. Right, for the weekend. Yeah, how how was that? It was actually really good. I will say people there are very friendly. They really are. So I, re- I highly recommend. That's exciting. Yeah. And but before I really get into, you know, my stories, yeah. I, do, I just want to say and mention that this week is Lily's birthday. It is. Happy and, early birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and actually yesterday we had a... Uh, just a family get together for for my birthday, that which we did. was which was fun. My youngest sister got a got me a uh, Gotham City cocktails book. It's really cool, which is awesome. I had to take a picture of it and post it on Instagram. First of all, the book looks awesome, but the texture all, too is yeah. really cool. <laughs> second of all, though, I mean, it's both of what I love. Right? I mean, I huge Batman fan. For anybody that knows me, knows that. <laughs> And then, of course, cocktails. We were always looking for fun drinks, mm-hmm. any kind of recipes. And so this one was awesome. Right up my alley. Yeah. So she told me about it. And the night before, I was kind of skimming through it. Yeah. It's awesome. Isn't I was already <laughs> like bookmarking. I was telling her, oh, my gosh, we should make this and that and this. I like how you're the one picking them out. <laughs> oh, we'll make these. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. It was great. Had a lot of uh, good food yesterday. Of course. Cur- courtesy of my mom. Yep. A nice a nice little get together yeah and we were able to see our brother and sister-in-law yeah. they came out so that was very nice of them always a fun time to yeah. just hang out with family yes so back to me yes <laughs> <laughs> so uh what's what happened on your on your okay, trip so friday night well i should say friday uh, did you get there afternoon, friday friday afternoon was? yep okay mm-hmm. so we went to louisville and uh, we were just kind of hanging out there in the downtown area. My husband was honestly on a mission for bourbons, whiskeys, <laughs> and the like. <laughs> so uh, he kind of researched, you know, what was all there, like in the area where we were going to be. We went to a really cool distillery, which I took a picture of my coffee this morning. You yeah, posted the one it. that went up on Instagram. Yes, yeah, and it's from Angels Envy. That distillery, really cool. We did a walkthrough of it. We didn't do a tour. Let me just say, it was a bourbon-flavored coffee. Yes, and I highly recommend. It was very good. Was it? I'm not... Okay, before we went on the trip, I was not a bourbon person. I'm not... I'm <clears throat> not at all either. No, no. and after, like, I, I was like, okay, you know, one in Rome, mm-hmm, you right, kind of have to. Right. I mean, to do um, taste things and right, all that kind right. of stuff. And I actually did, you know, like 
some of the stuff yeah. i'm more open now mm-hmm. you know because that is bourbon country right. over there so i'm more open i'm more willing to mm-hmm. try something i just don't like the very strong mm-hmm. taste of it you know well, i mean if you can mix it with something right. else yeah. like kind of make a cocktail out of it right. then i'm sure i'd like oh, totally. it totally just totally straight tasting like know, that i don't i can't do that I, it's very strong i mean i i can't do it mm-hmm. there's some that i could mm-hmm. and i did right. on some of the tours we went on but for the most most part yeah. i really did try to be more open right. and adventurous since we were there yeah but anyway that distillery great after that we went to a brewery but after that in the evening mm-hmm. we, that's when we did our haunted walking tour Fun. first of all our tour guide was great i mean he was very knowledgeable of all these places right some of the stops we went to well first of all we all met at church christ scientists was there a lot of people on your tour um there was just a few okay. actually one lady she was from cedar rapids oh wow close to us yeah so we were representing the iowa people <laughs> <laughs> so we were just kind of talking about that so that was really cool but yeah so that's where we met up and that is 1305 South 3rd Street there in Louisville mm-hmm. um, for people that are interested. And yeah, so every stop that we had, he pretty much had a little story background on it. That's cool. That one, there was a there was apparently an apparition of a ghost named Miss G there at that oh. scientist. I won't dive into it, right? but uh, just kind of a taste there if people want to look that up. It's a cool story. Then after that, we did a DuPont Mansion Bed and Breakfast. And that's actually supposed to be haunted by DuPont and there's more into it, but he actually loved his brothels. So interesting. So <laughs> that does that does play a factor in the story. From there, there was a really cool place that we did go to. It's called the Witch's Tree. And that one, I will tell you, um, only because throughout the whole thing, I uh-huh. did take pictures. Okay. Specifically here though. That's where I had a few blurry shots. And is it just a tree? Yes. Okay. It's literally just a tree. They say that you can put little items on the tree and it's supposed to bring you good fortunes or things like that. But if you take something away from the tree, you will have misfortunes. So, oh my gosh. That, and so there's stuff hanging on yeah, this tree. Yes. Okay. So there's necklaces. There's so, There was like a skirt. There's like so many things up there. Our tour guide was like, does anybody have anything to put on? Did you put something? uh, No, unfortunately, (sighs) we we literally didn't have anything in our pockets. If you can believe that. The only thing I had was my teaching ID. I was like, hey, let me put this up. (laughs) No, but actually we didn't have anything Uh, in our pockets. But anyway, you should have just taken off your sock. (laughs) Could have, might as well. Someone had a skirt up there. I'll leave my shoe. But um, someone had someone made like a little makeshift doll like it literally looked like one of those like pioneer time dolls, okay. you know. Anyway, so that was like stuck in the middle. Like there was a lo- like a little hole in the tree, you know, kind of like okay. some trees have okay. holes in them. Yeah, anyway, yeah. next to it was a glass jar with bones in it. That was kind of interesting. That's creepy. Who knows what kind of Did bones they were. Did he say anything about that? No, he just pointed them out and we're like, okay. But anyway, so my husband was like, oh, you should wow. take pictures of th- this doll and mm-hmm. these bones and whatever. They look mm-hmm. creepy. Well, mm-hmm. you know, the first shot was great. Then the second shot and mm-hmm. the third shot, they were blurry. That's weird. Of the stall. And then the fourth shot was clear mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. You know, same with the bones. That's weird. So that was really weird. Because I took pictures. It's almost kind of like voodoo-y. Yeah. Yeah. I took pictures of the whole tree. Like, 
different shots. Mm-hmm. But anyway, maybe we can upload what them kind of eventually. What tree was it? Um, I want. I I'm want picturing to say almost like a weeping willow type tree. Look like it. Um, well, he. I want to say he said it was a maple oh, from okay. back then. Okay, and somehow it got cursed by these ladies, which is what his story was about. Mm. These ladies that I don't know. Apparently, the townspeople thought they were witches. Whatever. Okay. So the story goes that they had like a May Day festival here, and the so-called witches were trying to protect this maple tree they said and typically if they used a tree for mm-hmm. their mate made a pole mm-hmm. which is essentially what it was going to be they right. would chop it down well they didn't want it chopped down okay. so they were trying to preserve it so unfortunately the townspeople were like no hey you don't get it we're going to use it so they wound up using it in their celebration uh-huh and they chopped it down. Well, oh geez, Louisville was cursed and things like that. And apparently, there was a tornado that came mm-hmm. at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And apparently, they say that the tornado jumped. It wasn't like a straight tornado. The tornado was jumping around, okay. specifically aiming for the houses or properties of these people that didn't listen what? to the witches. Yeah. That's what they say. So anyway, and then if you see the tree, it it doesn't look like a regular maple tree either, or a regular tree. It Mm -hmm. has a bunch of bumps on it. And he said something about arborists call it something. I can't honestly remember. Okay, Certain trees do have it, but he said specifically not as many as this tree. So if you look at it, Mm -hmm. it looks pretty scary. It looks like a scary, eerie tree. Wow. But anyway. So wait, so this tree is what these quote unquote witches used to do their I think so, like their deals or whatever. Deals around, yeah, I their think, witchcraft. I think so. Yeah, I don't okay. really remember the story very well, but okay. something of that nature. Interesting. Yeah. And then the last place we went to is is now a museum and it's called the Conrad Caldwell House. And back then they called it Conrad's Castle. Okay. And that one's at 1402 St. James Court, Louisville, where this uh, Conrad's Castle is. The whole uh, block mm-hmm. actually looks just like the past. They oh they kept it that way. They even have the gas lanterns. It is so cool. That's Our awesome. tour guide said that they really go all out and it's super Victorian during Christmas. Oh, wow. He said it's really pretty during Christmas. A lot of the houses kind of participate in that where they set up little spooky things around their house. That way to scare the people that are on the tour. It's kind of cool. Like That's cool. I remember in one of the houses, they specifically have a mannequin at the front window <laughs> and that freaked me out because i thought oh my i really thought from far Somebody away was someone there. was staring <laughs> and so so that we kept walking up closer and i'm like oh my god and i said it out loud i, I just caught myself saying it out loud because you kind of just feel spooked anyway because right. it's the dark you know you're yeah. walking around and who knows where and uh-huh. but yeah so in that area they were talking about conrad's castle and how the family still lingers around there. And that house Mm. is huge. It's really huge and pretty though. Yeah. But yeah, so the family lingers and he has said that a lot of the people that are on these tours, like for the most part, they do capture stuff. Oh really? And they do see stuff in real time. So like at this Conrad's castle, he was talking about how when he was telling his spiel, Mm -hmm. because he always he goes, I always have my back turned to these places. So I never get the fun of it or the show. Right. He goes, everything happens because my back is turned. He goes, but at this Conrad's castle, he said that 
they would see the curtains waving or someone would actually be standing there, but immediately be gone or things like that. And he, he did say, you know, if usually people do send us pictures of what they capture. Wow. So he's like, he made an announcement. If anybody, you know, captures anything, mm-hmm. please send mm-hmm. it in. So he kept asking me, did you get anything? Did you get anything? And I'm like, I'm just taking pictures. I'm not even looking. Right. There's like literally no time to look. Cause you're like, move on, move on, right. keep, keep going. But I tried to look, but I, at that time, you know, I yeah. can't really be focused and be looking. So does anybody live in that house? In the Conrad's? Yeah. It's a museum now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's the Conrad Caldwell House Museum. Okay. So he so said, there's really nobody, nobody there at that time. Nobody should be there at okay. that time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's wow. a really pretty place. But the block itself is That's crazy. Awesome. It's amazing. Like it, it's... It, it's like you're back in time, like no words. It's really cool. That's so cool. So if you're, if anyone out there is ever in that area, mm-hmm. I absolutely recommend doing any sort of like haunted tour down there, yep. walking tours, mm-hmm. whatever. I really highly recommend pretty much the rest of the weekend. My husband, my husband was focused on um, the distillery there. We wound up driving to Frankfurt. Okay. And we went to Buffalo Trace. So that was mm, his main goal. Mm-hmm. The so, distillery. Mm-hmm. In the afternoon, I dropped him off at our B&B and I took my own drive yeah. <laughs> for haunted stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just looked stuff up. Yeah. You know? And you just went. Yeah. I just went to different Which places. Which is so fun, though. I mean, yeah. it's nice. First of all, you're somewhere where you haven't been. Yeah. And it's always nice to kind of just venture out and see what you see. Yeah, I totally. I mean, that's honestly like the best time to yeah. see things that you normally wouldn't. You're mm-hmm. not in a rush to do anything. Right. And yeah. you're just kind of like oh no. small little excursion yeah totally and it was right near our bnb anyway mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was perfect i got out walked around unfortunately the weather wasn't as amazing as we right. thought it was gonna be <laughs> yeah it was cold it was it? chilly yeah. it yeah. was but anyway it's kind of like i don't know if anybody out there knows galena downtown galena mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's similar to that I, that's what it reminded like me of anyway small towny yeah feel. Okay. yeah it's that's like a little cute. galena had a bunch of little shops oh i love that it was really cute is um, that like the downtown area yeah then? downtown okay. frankfurt okay yeah we were actually two doors down from a bakery which was amazing wow <laughs> we had like a giant cinnamon roll in the morning Yum. with chocolate on it it was great but yeah i highly recommend going downtown frankfurt doing some historical historic stuff right so small cute little uh Mm -hmm. getaway that that you had actually that's really what it was Mm -hmm. so like you said it was just super relaxing so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nowhere to be so it was perfect well that's awesome and uh, i guess you'll tell us more about the distillery yeah that's why i'm like i'm gonna pause on that one yeah definitely with that, what do we have going on for today's episode? So today we have a tale about a legacy of spirits and a unique destination for everyone. So sit back, get comfortable and pull up a drink. And before we get into it, though, let's talk about today's drink feature. This is a cool one because, Vanessa, you brought this one back actually from your trip yes. from Kentucky. Yes. <laughs> So tell us about it. Okay, so I decided to do this because, well, I could not talk about my trip and bring and not bring a drink back, right, from the distillery. Right. So this one is from the Buffalo Trace Distillery right there in Frankfurt, and it is called Bourbon 
cream. I saw this one uh, <laughs> when you sent a picture of the flight that right. you were doing yes. a, a whiskey yes. flight, a bourbon flight. Bourbon, yep. And that's the one that popped out to me. I, I was, was like, excited to have you try this one, like, mind you. That one actually looks good. <laughs> so, yeah, because you posted a picture yeah. when yes. I was there. So yep. I knew <laughs> when they when I read it, I knew, uh-oh, I thought of you. I'm like, Lily's going to have to try this one for sure. Um, so it says bourbon cream is handcrafted using Buffalo Trace Kentucky straight bourbon, making it a perfect marriage of a rich, delicious cream and smooth Kentucky bourbon. And so we're going to have Lily try this one. Yes. Okay. So the way I'm having Lily try it first for all of you out there is the way that we had it first. So this drink, okay. you actually, I want you to try it twice. Okay. Okay. So the first is straight out of the bottle. Okay. Okay. So, so this, this is, is what you're going to do. This is just poured straight out of the bottle. Right. And for those of you out there, if you check our socials, uh, we have a picture of it. And Lily's going to try it the way that the picture shows on our Instagram. So it smells really strong. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that too. <laughs> it smells almost kind of like, what did we have last time? Like the Irish cream and kind of oh, that stuff. Yeah, that's what right. it okay. kind of smells okay. like. Okay, I'm going to try it. Okay, try it. While Lily sips it, they do suggest that you could do it with coffee as well. Just saying, because I know we like that. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what do you think? Thoughts? Okay, this is actually really good, right? Okay, so it doesn't taste as strong as it smells. I know, at I know. All. I almost was gonna tell at you don't all. smell it too because I knew, but yeah, so freaking good. Yeah, definitely. I, okay, I do like this. Okay, so like this, what would you rate it first mm-hmm. before I even have you try it the second way? Okay, so we're doing out of five. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I honestly, I would probably do five. Oh, good. This is really good. 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 I'm sure the distillery will be happy to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and I'm looking at the bottle. The the bottle itself just looks cool. Doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I know. I love it. It almost has like our logo colors. It does. That's what I was just (laughs) thinking right now. I know. I know. It's kind of cool. Okay. So the second way they had us try it on our tasting was with root beer. Uh, Oh, so okay. it was like an adult float, but they called it <clears throat> Buffalo float. That sounds so good. The way if you do go to the distillery, <clears throat> you take your tour and then they, they give you samples. So you okay. do your tasting. Okay. So they want you to try it first, like by itself mm-hmm. and then have your thoughts. And okay. then after that, they actually give you a little cup with their root beer that they make. Okay. So I just gave Lily some of, the root beer now it's not the buffalo trace root beer so (laughs) i'm hoping it's equally as good okay okay so this is this would be their adult float that they called it so first of all i'm a huge fan of root beer floats yay huge fan and actually you know what they even said you could put this on ice cream (sighs) vanilla we'll have to try that i know okay i'm gonna try this okay lily's taking a sip she's thinking about it Holy crap, this is good. <laughs> this is delicious. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. need Lily's this shocked. by like the gallons. Lily's shocked right now. This is good. <laughs> yep. I was hoping, yeah, your face would be like Holy that. Holy yeah. crap. I know. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> recommend this to everybody listening. Anybody with an earshot. <laughs> 
you have to try this and try it with the root beer though like, oh my gosh i know okay so when i first tried it so without root beer yeah sans root beer <laughs> it was it was good you know yeah. like i said it smells a lot stronger than what <clears throat> it tastes like yeah adding the root beer uh -huh. into it though it's a game changer i feel like if you don't even like bourbon <laughs> you will like this 100 mm -hmm. mm -hmm. game changer yeah gosh we need to have this like always stocked <laughs> <laughs> here in the studio right this would be amazing like this seriously could get us in trouble can you buy this here or do you have to be do you have, do you have to be in kentucky you're like jeeves jeeves ask jeeves how can i buy this here <laughs> for real though you know if I think you can only get it there. <laughs> you should have bought like cases of this stuff. What the heck? Right? I know. True point. Mm. Gosh. <laughs> we need more. You're like, man, now I'm going to have to drive out there. <laughs> I'm going to have to get my cases. It's just so smooth. So creamy. So like honestly unassuming of the alcohol content. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's there, right. but you you don't feel and you don't know. No, that's why it could get you in trouble. <laughs> and we might get in trouble here since we're drinking it. And it's so great. Super we're going to have a lot of edit issues. Oh, my gosh. I bet we will. <laughs> Luckily, you guys out there won't hear it. <laughs> this is going to be like the pink drink all over again. <laughs> we'll see how many takes it takes me to get through my story. <laughs> You know Gosh. what, though? I mean, too bad your party was yesterday. Otherwise, if we would have done this episode already, I would have oh, taken have this out. This. Yeah. Yeah. But I just didn't want to ruin it. Right. Gosh. <laughs> mm -mm. This is delicious. Like five out of five. Yep. Sans root beer. Five out of five with root beer. <laughs> Yay. Gosh, Glad you liked this it. This is a good one. <laughs> All right. Cool. So we'll see uh, how the rest of the show goes. <laughs> We'll see how many takes it takes us. So now that we have our drink, Vanessa, let's get into our first story. Nestled next to the Kentucky River with a landscape of limestone bluffs and bluegrass fields is the home of bourbon country. On the spot where the Buffalo migration route crossed the Kentucky River, you will discover the home of a 130-acre distillery known as Buffalo Trace. This legendary distillery has been in operation since 1787. Its sleek grounds houses over 700 employees and offers a wide variety of spirits ranging from bourbons, whiskeys, limited edition offerings, and more. This award-winning distillery offers their guests a behind-the-scenes sneak peek of how their favorite libations are carefully made and bottled. They also offer tastings for the drink enthusiasts. But this distillery also has a few notable spirits of its own lingering on the grounds still not ready to leave this beautiful Kentucky property. This legendary tale begins with the father of the modern bourbon industry, 
Colonel Edmund Haynes Taylor Jr., or E.H. Taylor Jr., as he also became known. He was born in Columbus, Kentucky in 1830. His father passed away when he was five years old. Due to this tragedy, young Edmund was sent to live with his uncle, Colonel Zachary Taylor, at his Louisiana plantation, where he was to receive a formal education. If you recall, Colonel Zachary Taylor established defensive positions and forts along the Mississippi River to ensure America's dominance along the river. Then he made a name for himself fighting in the Black Hawk War. Many felt that young Edmund was destined for leadership with ambition in his blood. Edmund's uncle eventually sent him to Tulane Prep School to get a proper education. In 1851, Taylor returned to Kentucky and moved to Lexington. At this time, he moved back to Kentucky, where his immediate uncle, E.H. Taylor Sr., adopted him. Taylor Jr. became involved in banking, like his uncle, where he aided in the organization of several distilleries. Through his banking, Taylor became personally acquainted with many of the early whiskey makers. Due to this access, Edmund had a sense that there was money to be made in distilling and selling whiskey. He wanted to make a quality product. He wanted to make the best whiskey America had to offer. With his interest peaked and his curiosity running wild, Taylor spent several years after the Civil War touring Europe and being educated in the latest distilling techniques, including the importance of keeping the liquids in copper kettles. Taylor purchased the Lees Town Distillery in 1869 and christened it the OFC Distillery, Old Fire Copper Distillery. This was his first major step he took into distilling and he made an immediate impact on the industry by updating, upgrading, and increasing the capacity of the entire plant. You can still spot traces of the OFC on the grounds of what today is Buffalo Trace Distillery in Frankfort, Kentucky. Because of his innovations, his systematic approach to whiskey making, his dedication to quality, and his constant battle to protect bourbon and keep its name from being applied to inferior whiskeys, Taylor is known as the father of the modern bourbon industry. Although E.H. Taylor operated successfully for more than a decade, a combination of factors brought Taylor close to bankruptcy in the late 1870s and forced him to sell control of his distillery to the St. Louis liquor firm of Gregory and Stagg. Stagg used this as an opportunity to move from selling whiskey to making it and purchase the OFC distillery. Stagg and Taylor formed E.H. Taylor Jr. and Company with Stagg as the president. Together, they built the most dominant American distillery of the 19th century, now known 
as Buffalo Trace Distillery. After conflicting ideals over their vision of the distillery, Taylor separated himself. In the early 1900s, the distillery changed names once more to bear Stagg's name. Little did Stagg know, the distillery's future was to change yet again, this time by a Kentucky native. Born on an adjacent farm to the distillery, Blanton joined what was then the George T. Stagg Distillery as an office boy at the age of 16. Over the next several years, Blanton was promoted and given experience in every department at the distillery. At the time, he did not realize the role he would play in the perseverance of the distillery during Prohibition or the massive expansion of the plant. In 1921, Colonel Blanton was promoted to president of the distillery and tasked with finding solutions to a rapidly declining industry. Colonel Blanton kept the distillery open through Prohibition, obtaining a special government license to produce medicinal whiskey. It was one of the only handful of distilleries in the country to obtain the special permission. It is in large part to Blanton's efforts that Buffalo Trace Distillery has become globally recognized. Colonel Blanton's fortitude was tested once again after a disastrous flood in 1937 that forced the plant to temporarily halt production. Colonel Blanton had the distillery back to normal operation in just 24 hours through his leadership and creativity. He was also responsible for much of the aesthetic growth of the distillery throughout his tenure, building a clubhouse and several gardens, as well as his own personal property, the beautiful Stony Point Mansion that overlooks the distillery. Blanton remained modest and soft-spoken as the distillery grew from a mere 14 buildings to a 114-building giant. These are just a few of the most early notable founders of one of the most successful distilleries of bourbon country. Gaining much popularity in most recent years to a sudden surge with bourbon drinkers, this distillery has risen and has secured a cult following. But fans are not the only thing flocking to this lively distillery. Staff and patrons have encountered some interesting paranormal activity roaming the barrel aisles or running around in various warehouses. First-hand encounters range from footsteps to shadow figures. Many stories have been passed on from employee to employee. Due to its prominent spirits, the distillery also caught the eye of ghost hunters and was featured in one of their episodes. In Warehouse D, that was built in 1907, is where a staff member had his experience. It happened on a Saturday at about 2 p.m. He was setting up for his next tour he was to give. He decided to get in the center of one of the aisles so people could gather around him. He happened to look past a group of people that were gathering and managed to catch a glimpse of a man that seemed to be busy 
checking the barrels at the end of the long hallway. The tour guide knew that no one from the group could have walked down the aisle so quickly without him noticing. The guide was confused. He then yelled out to the man, Excuse me, sir, can you come back with the group? Then the man stepped into what looked like a barrel. The staff member was frozen for a moment, then thought for a second. He asked himself if this man stepped into a barrel or managed to squeeze in between the little aisles that divided the barrels. In that moment, one of the people that was taking the tour asked the guide, did you see that? The tour guide then realized he truly saw something. Months later, the tour guide saw a photo of Colonel Blanton. Astonished with his apparition from a few months back, he realized that who he saw was Colonel Blanton, possibly inspecting the barrels as he once used to when he walked the warehouses in life. He states, I know I'm not alone with similar experiences from other folks that work here with similar stories. He says it's not unusual hearing voices in an empty room or hearing footsteps above your head. He goes on to say that no matter what the experiences are on the property, he does not feel a negative energy anywhere. He said that there has to be something here, especially with a property that is over 250 years old. You're bound to experience something if you give it time. There are many more experiences like this one that occur in the main warehouse that was first built, including the Stony House, which was Colonel Blanton's home. With so many encounters, could there be something to the apparitions? Is there unfinished business that the notable founders are trying to accomplish? Could there be something behind many of the stories being passed down? Or are the founders just going about their duties, not willing to give up the place they worked so hard for? Through the challenges of floods, lightning strikes, fires, world wars, tornadoes, prohibition, and a major downturn in brown spirits, the distillery known today as Buffalo Trace, has survived and thrived. So that is my story for this episode, Lily. I think that last paragraph that you just read, that's incredible. Right? I mean, that it's been through so much... And they weren't trendy for a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what our tour guide said. He mentioned that for a long time, it wasn't popular mm-hmm. and they were trying hard to figure out how to make right. it popular again. He did mention, though, that and this is what he said. He said mm-hmm. um, that the millennials were the ones that brought it back. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You see it everywhere now. Mm-hmm. And... What caught me in the beginning of your story, mm-hmm. um, when you said that Taylor was known as the father of the modern bourbon industry, mm-hmm. 
I was like, well, if this is how they made alcohol, heck yeah, I believe it. I mean, this is good. This is delicious. Right. <laughs> no, but I did look up as well. Why was or what was the surge? What what was it that brought it on as well? Yep. So yep. like the tour guide said, and you even agreed with mm-hmm. millennials, but also yep. too, there was a number of shows and movies that kind of brought it back. I know I was talking to somebody, I forgot who it was, mm-hmm. but they mentioned that there was a movie mm-hmm. that came out with, oh gosh, who's the guy from Bill and Ted? Uh, Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Mm-hmm. So one of the movies that he made mm-hmm. most recently, um, gosh, now that movie's escaping me as well. John Wick. That. Mm-hmm. So I think it never, was- I've never seen it. Yeah, i never seen it either, but apparently- that brought on a sudden surge. Oh, did they drink a lot Apparently, of bourbon? I want to say that whoever I was talking to, I don't remember if they were, he was drinking a lot of bourbon or if uh-huh. he specifically was drinking one of these drinks. I'm sure somebody's like yelling at their, their, I know, their I know. radio right now, their phone, whatever it is. It was it is. this, yeah. it was this. How yeah. have you not seen this movie? I know, I know. But that's not up our alley. <laughs> I hate to say it's not. <laughs> gonna say it gonna confess i love keanu reeves though i do love him yeah i do love that sidebar sidebar i, I, did, I did just see the the latest bill and ted oh you know what i saw that over the summer what did you think super um, sidebar obviously like i i knew when i was gonna watch it like this is gonna be dumb <laughs> but like a good dumb you yeah. know like oh like nostalgic dumb I, yeah because i loved all the bill and ted movies <laughs> i did too so actually. i'm like oh i have to watch this. i know so I know. It, it was a good dumb laugh paying homage to yeah. the, <laughs> the dumb movies of, of the past <laughs> i don't know i liked it so anyway so bourbon so, so back to this buffalo trace sudden surge <laughs> but also another thing that i saw was do you remember the show mad men yeah yes it also said that yeah yeah, that spiked yeah like i can see that yep that had a good spike so i loved that show i don't Mm -hmm. know if you i never saw it i loved it it was great um but anyway but yeah so that's that was another thing that spiked so that makes sense Mm -hmm. so yes i'm gonna get into my discussion of my tour then so really quick though yeah you sent me a picture of like a medicine type of bottle oh yeah the artifacts yeah okay so there's you were walking through the distillery you're like what is this is she taking this (laughs) you're walking through the distillery and i guess they have almost kind of like museum-esque yeah and they have just old like you said artifacts mm-hmm, in these mm-hmm. cases and some of it was like medicinal type of bottles yeah. and satchels yeah and I'm like what the heck does this have to do with anything <laughs> but i just kept scrolling through the pictures right, that you right. sent. anyways so that's actually really You're funny like, now it makes sense that <laughs> they were able to whoever thought of it uh was it was it colonel blanton mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. essentially market this as medicinal whiskey during prohibition and good for him and they bought it good for him for thinking of that that was his quick whip but which is funny that you say that because our tour guide was talking about that pretty much back then because of that you could be prescribed (laughs) all of these alcoholic drinks for anything so it was like your head hurts here you go your tooth hurts here you go your dog something's wrong with your dog here you go like literally like you went to a vet they would give you this what, for animals. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that the owners would be like, one swig for me, one Holy swig for the crap. pet. <laughs> I guess it makes sense because you always hear about how what was it moms or parents back in the day used to put whiskey on <laughs> newborn's <laughs> teeth on their gums yeah, that's true well maybe that's a, maybe oh, maybe that's, that's, that's for real real oh it could be i always thought it was just people being silly yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense now actually mind blown <laughs> you just made a connection maybe it was medicinal <laughs> it could have been <laughs> quote unquote oh wow huge air quotes yeah Makes sense. But anyway, yeah. we should upload these artifacts as well. Yeah, we'll post those. Yeah, those were kind of cool. But um, so the grounds were amazing. Mm-hmm. Very it's huge. Huge. Well, it, what was funny was I'm like, oh, send me a picture. <laughs> send me a picture yeah. of the distillery. And you're oh like, um, well, well, I kind of can't because it's like the- a lot. <laughs> and so you said what? 114, <laughs> yeah. 114 buildings. And there's they still keep building on. But okay, pause. Yeah. So (laughs) what on earth could they be using 114 buildings for? Did your tour guide say anything about why they need so many buildings? He took us to many different buildings. Uh Of course, we couldn't get into all of them. But, you know, in passing, you would see the various sizes of the buildings. So is it like just for storing the different possibly i know that there was a small one we went to and that was literally just for the workers and they literally by hand Mm -hmm. put like the little uh labels on and they write on them and they bottle them and they put them in little baggies and then they do all sorts but everything is by hand oh wow so that's what's amazing as well. I see, I see. So they have different buildings for specific things. It's not even, I couldn't even tell you like, well, that building's for that. And this, no, I mean, it's like too many to even, you know, mm-hmm. you get there and you're like looking everywhere because you don't expect it to be as big as it is. Right. You're just like, holy cow, what do I look at first? Yeah. But the grounds itself though, mm-hmm. like you enter and it's all gated. Mm-hmm. You can see actually Colonel Blatton's stony stony home up above Mm. the hill so he built it so he could oversee Mm -hmm. the grounds Mm -hmm. it's really cool yep i actually had my husband drive up there and then i walked up so i could get some shots of it you actually posted his house Mm. that was his house and so there's apparently a lot of activity there oh wow yeah they hear footsteps do they do tours of any of these houses they used to do a haunted tour i don't know why they don't do it anymore interesting um online if you actually go online it does say you know, we're not running the tours any longer. Our mm-hmm. tour guide did say that they're not doing it anymore. He did, he wasn't sure why. Okay, wait. Yeah. So when was it where you stopped to talk to somebody? Yeah. Well, you, okay. You talk to. So our tour guide, he was awesome. Shout out to Mark. That's who our tour guide is. Was that for the? That was for our morning tour. So he's the of one of the different that, haunted spots. So he, well, he's the one. In the distillery that oh, gave us the tour okay. the first time. Okay. okay. So the first day we were there in the distillery, Mark was the one that walked us around, showed us around, told us about the different warehouses, told us like when it was built, okay. blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. He gave us sneak peeks inside the warehouses or inside little rooms, whatever. Is that who you have a, a video or a voice yeah, recording of? I have a sound bite. Yep. A, a, a sound recording of Mark. We'll play it here we'll play in it. a second. But, but he talks what does he about, talk about? he was on a tour okay he was giving a tour actually okay he said that he heard footsteps above him like he happened to be in one of the warehouses i guess you can there's like a second floors and things like that um and various warehouses and he did say that he heard 
footsteps above him. Oh, he, wow. he talked about how he did see something. Let's play the cl- the first clip here then that you have. Okay. And then uh, we'll we'll get into the other yeah. one. Okay, sounds good. So hold on. I never thought I'd, I never bought into that, but I know some very sane people here that have seen some really weird stuff. I had an experience down here in this other warehouse last year that was kind of weird. Uh, yeah, they, they claim that Taylor and Blanton are still running around here. A little girl fell in a well back in the early 20th century up on Colonel Blanton's property. A lot of times people hear a little girl running around laughing and footsteps up here in the visitor center. It's just it's a really strange things. We used to do a ghost tour. We don't do that anymore. People love that kind of stuff. I wish they'd bring it back. What was your experience? I was back here in White House D before they changed the route around. I had a group standing. It was on Sunday. There was nobody here except us, right? And a group there. And there's a, a lot of gaps in the floors there. I'm 6'4", so, so the floor's not far above my head. And I'm talking to my group like I'm talking to you all. And I hear and feel somebody walking right above my head. And I looked up, and there was nothing there. And this lady looked at me, she said, is there somebody up there? I said, well, <laughs> there's nobody in this warehouse today. So well, it was like a, like hobnail boots, and then the wood was creaking, and it was right above my head. And it stopped. So I started talking to my group again, and you can tell he was coming from the other direction. He was doing this, it's like he was walking real slow. Those boards were creaking, and I heard the footsteps. <laughs> And uh, that was interesting. That was that's been my one experience here. We talked to some other people. A friend of mine actually saw something in here last week. Okay, so that was the clip of of Mark talking. Okay. Okay. Yep. And so again, shout out to him. He was amazing. He's a great tour guide. Super nice guy. Very knowledgeable. And he's the tour guide there at the distillery. One of the one of the many tour guides. Okay, (laughs) yeah. And then so the second day we were there, I managed to see like one of the guys like that was guarding. Mm -hmm. I saw him. So then I went around because I was in the parking lot at this point to get a really good shot. Okay, I go back into the gates and then somebody stopped me and was like, hey, do you have a wristband? I'm like, yep, got one. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm like first guard. Right. So then I go up. There's a second guard. I know. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to go ask him some questions. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this was Chuck. And so shout out to Chuck. He was great. Mm-hmm. So I approached him to ask him if he had any encounters. And he did. Oh, he was wow. able to tell me some stories. He managed to talk about the little girl that's running around. Oh, my gosh. And so this is what he had to share. Okay. Okay. Uh, skeptics and first time tour guides. Uh-huh. And I was doing a tour, uh, a ghost tour at uh, Blanton's home. The top that my very first tour. Yep. And good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, normal people typically don't see ghosts. They're shown to special people, mediums. And I took the bus up there, gave them a tour, mm-hmm. and I'm a smart aleck, so I get my camera to some of the guests, and uh, they're setting at the conference table up there, and I say, uh-huh. Colonel Blanton, if you're out there, uh-huh. if you'll uh, uh, grace me with your presence, uh-huh. 
posed for a photograph, but uh-huh. uh, Colonel Blanton did not show up. Uh, but we walked outside, mm-hmm. and this lady uh, identified herself as a medium, okay. and she pulled her camera out, pushed a button, and she was videoing, but she wasn't videoing me. She was videoing the staircase, and down the staircase came this little bright light, which went all the way down, mm-hmm. and she said that she saw the little girl that's supposed to, uh, apparently, yeah. uh, Blanton's uh, niece. Oh, okay. So, so that was Chuck from the distillery as well. So again, shout out to him. He was great. Thank you so much. So Chuck and Mark, thank you guys for sharing your thoughts. Both great guys. But yeah, so that's what they had to share for their encounters there on the premises. So, I mean, it's obvious then that, I mean, there is, there are spirits that are still on these grounds. Totally. I want to say Mark too. He was talking to me about, he took pictures as well, and he's caught some orbs okay. in his shots. I wasn't, you know, I didn't see them, but he was kind of just mentioning that stuff. So wow. it's really interesting. I mean, and who knows who else has mm-hmm. seen stuff, mm-hmm. you know? I Oh, actually, I do remember when I went up to Colonel Blanton's house, mm-hmm. there was um, a groundskeeper there as well. I did approach him. Okay. And I asked him if he had experienced anything. He said he didn't. Okay. But he knew of other people that had experienced other stuff so i mean it's right it's there yeah that sounds cool so i highly recommend going there if you ever get a chance this goes with our uh road trips right (laughs) so that's uh buffalo trace distillery Mm -hmm. in In frankfurt Frankfurt, kentucky yep awesome story and i think it was even cooler though to hear about the firsthand experiences yeah definitely so well number one from from you actually being there and uh, from our interviewees, exactly, Mark and Chuck. Yep. So when we come back, we'll have our second story. But right now, let's take a short break for a message from our affiliate. How would you like to get back to enjoying books? I know sometimes we don't always have the time for that. But with Audible, it's absolutely possible. Audible is the Internet's leading provider of great titles. Now you can enjoy all your audio entertainment in one place. You'll always find the best of what you love and always find something new to discover. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobook titles across every genre, from bestsellers and new releases to mysteries and thrillers motivation, wellness, paranormal, and much more. It also includes thousands of podcasts from popular favorites, including ours. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Now, I'm actually an Audible member myself, and I can't tell you how convenient it's been for me. I love reading, but I don't always have the time to just sit, focus, and enjoy reading a book all the way through. We all have busy lives and all have a lot of stuff going on. But with Audible, I can read and do something else at the same time. The Audible app makes it easier for me to spend more time listening to and finishing great titles, just like I did with one of my favorites. Life with the Afterlife by Amy Bruni. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. So head on over and start listening. 
Just visit audibletrial.com slash haunted happy hour. That's audibletrial.com slash haunted happy hour. We're back now with our next story. It's about a unique and fascinating destination that offers something for everyone, whether you're interested in history, architecture, or the paranormal. That destination is the Tinker Swiss Cottage in Rockford, Illinois. Robert Hall Tinker was quoted as saying, I only wanted to build a home that would give Rockford a name. He spoke these words decades ago. In 1865, he went on to build the famous Tinker Swiss Cottage, which is now known as the Tinker Swiss Cottage Museum and Gardens in Rockford, Illinois. The cottage, surrounded with over 27 acres of trees and gardens, sits on a limestone bluff overlooking a creek. Interestingly, the cottage has in fact given Rockford a name. It just may not be for the reason Tinker intended. Robert Hall Tinker was born on December 31st in 1836 in Hawaii. When Robert was around 13, his family settled in Westfield, New York. At 15, Robert left school and began working as a bank clerk. In 1856, a man named William Knowlton was visiting Westfield, New York when he happened to meet Robert Tinker and was impressed with him, to say the least. Upon arriving back in Rockford, Knowlton wrote to Robert and offered him a position as clerk at the Manny Reaper Company, a growing farm implement manufacturer. There, Knowlton was the business manager for the young wealthy widow and head of the company named Mrs. Mary Dorr Manny. Robert accepted the offer and arrived in Rockford on August 12, 1856. Throughout the following years, Mary and Robert grew close and very much took a liking to each other. In 1862, amidst the breakout of the Civil War, Mary, wanting to protect Robert, sent him off to Europe for nearly a year. She explained that if he were to stay here, he would most likely be drafted, and she just couldn't bear to lose another man she loved. When Robert returned to Rockford, He purchased land near Mrs. Manny's mansion and started construction on his Swiss-inspired cottage. It featured a variety of antique furnishings, artwork, and artifacts from Robert's travels. A few years later, on April 24, 1870, Robert Tinker and Mary Manny were married. They would come to split their time living in the cottage in the winter months and then in the mansion on the north side of Kent Creek in the summer. Robert went on to become quite the prominent businessman, philanthropist, and the mayor of Rockford in 1875. 
he was seen as instrumental in helping Rockford acquire a public library and an opera house. He also helped start the Rockford Park District, serving on the Rockford Park Board until he retired on February 16, 1924. Robert was prominently identified with Rockford's business and industrial growth. Both he and his wife Mary shared a love of art, culture, and travel, often going on trips together to explore the world. Sadly, after 31 years of marriage, Mary passed away in the home on September 4th, 1901, at the age of 72. Her death was a devastating loss for Robert and the entire community. At the time, it was seen as the end of an era of prosperity and cultural enlightenment in Rockford. A few years later, Robert married Mary's niece, Jessie Dorr. It was thought of as a marriage out of convenience. Jessie adopted a son named Theodore, making Robert a father at the age of 71. In 1924, on his 88th birthday, Robert Hall Tinker passed away in the cottage. Then, in 1942, Jesse would also go on to pass away in the cottage. For 75 years, the Tinker family were the sole occupants of the Swiss-inspired cottage. Upon Jesse's death, they left their home and household belongings to the Rockford Park District. Once they acquired the property, the Park District opened the house to the public as a museum in 1943. So what's the reason that this historic cottage built by Robert Tinker is giving Rockford a name? Some say that the Tinker family loved their home so much that they never actually left. The cottage has gained quite the reputation for being haunted. Kathy Kressel, author of Haunted Rockford, Illinois, had a first-hand experience in the cottage. She wrote about her experience saying, there was a ghostly servant girl, apparently trying to serve dinner. I was standing at the bottom of the stairs that went between the basement and the upstairs kitchen. I saw movement from the corner of my eye. I turned to look up the stairs and saw the back portion of a lady in a long blue patterned dress. Many guests visiting the cottage have reported unexplained activity. Some have claimed to have heard whistling, humming, and even the sound of children playing, even though there are no children on site. Other reported activity at the museum includes people being touched by an unseen presence, feeling cold spots, and even seeing full-bodied apparitions. Staff have also reported seeing the apparition of a man believed to be Robert Tinker himself. Steve Literal, 
former executive director of the Tinker Cottage, told the Rockford Register Star, Many people are skeptics until they have their own experience, and I have had several experiences myself. There is definitely something going on at that house. He goes on to say, Voices that don't belong in the house and shadows that look like people moving around the house make up a majority of the evidence found by investigators. Melissa Tanner, founder and lead investigator of TNT Paranormal Investigators, is quoted as saying, We haven't ever been disappointed investigating Tinker. We've had things happen there that we can't explain. Our equipment has picked up voices from something believed to be paranormal in nature, either a spirit or an entity. It's definitely one of my favorite places to go. One of the most well-known legends associated with the Tinker Swiss Cottage is that of the spirit of Jessie Dore, the second wife of Robert Tinker. According to legend, Jessie's spirit still roams about the house. Visitors and staff have reported sightings of a woman in a white dress believed to be Jessie. With all of the paranormal activity reported in the house, shadow figures, doors opening on their own, a rocking chair that rocks by itself in the library, reports of a security alarm and motion sensors going off for no reason, to even hearing a woman screaming in the basement, it's no wonder the home has gained such a haunted reputation. While the hauntings at the Tinker Swiss Cottage remain unexplained, they've become a part of its rich history and have added to its allure as a popular destination for paranormal enthusiasts, history buffs, and curious visitors alike. Whether you believe in the paranormal or not, a visit to the Tinker Swiss Cottage is a unique and memorable experience that offers a glimpse into the past with fascinating stories that have made it a beloved part of Rockford's mysterious, charming history. So that's the Tinker Swiss Cottage in Rockford, Illinois. I just have to say, I'm in for the summer right, to this, take a tour. This one sounds <laughs> awesome. And we'll get into why in, in a second, because mm-hmm. it has it has a lot going and on. And it's not that far. It's not. So this place is, you know, just like I said, absolutely mysterious and historical yeah and i think that's what i love about it like it sounds like yeah totally so much history i'm sold and there's a lot of interesting things about this house so number one i Mm -hmm. think it's incredible that everything in the cottage actually belonged Mm -hmm. to the tinker family that is so cool it's all all original very cool all the decorations furniture and that's rare actually you don't typically see that usually they do get period pieces but it's not the actual uh pieces from the family yeah and and i saw that they had even like letters diaries all of their stuff is there and i think i read that it's 98 percent of of their things oh my gosh yeah that's what fills the house huh 
there's a lot of I don't know, probably energy on those yes. things. And that's and that's exactly one of the things I noted, but one of the other really interesting things yeah. is okay, so it has a tie to of course, the area has a tie to Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where the cottage now stands, Native Americans used to bury their dead in the area. Oh, geez. So there's actually what they call a conical mound on the property, which is a round dome-shaped area that was often used as burial mounds. So they do have mounds there then? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And this one specifically, they actually had it archaeologically dated. And it's dated to about 1000 AD. What? Yeah. They found like pottery fragments, bone fragments. Wow. Yeah. That is that is very cool. So, I mean. I'm for about investigating those grounds as well. <laughs> and I mean, and so that kind of just brings me to like the reasons for the activity itself. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you have the water, which is that creek back there. Yeah. The limestone. This is obviously on a huge limestone bluff. And then you have that Native American influence, Mm -hmm. you know, all said to be great conductors of paranormal activity. Right. Plus, like we mentioned, you have all of the family's original belongings, everything that was special to them, you know, perhaps some that even had a strong emotional attachment for this family. Yeah. You know? Yikes. Then, of course, (laughs) the deaths, the Hmm. deaths of the family members in the home. Oh. And then... Their funerals were actually held there as well. Oh, wow. Just to add onto it. Oh, my gosh. It's like the cherry on top. It (laughs) is. It is. And then from what investigators have been able to kind of gather Mm -hmm. is that there's several entities on the property, actually. There's the family, uh, Robert, Mary, and Jesse, Mm -hmm. which are, they say, are like the strongest persistently appearing. Okay. Then there's also a man that worked in the stable, and he's said to be still hanging around. With him is also a little boy hmm. that sometimes likes to play around with visitors. And a psychic has also, you know, she's she's been to investigate this property with some of the, the paranormal teams that come through. And so she's seen other small children in the cottage that she says came from the orphanage. So... Where the parking lot of the cottage is now, there used to be a children's home for terminally ill children back in the 1920s. Hmm. And they used to play on the cottage grounds and sometimes in the house. Oh, wow. So there's been kids that have been seen. Yeah, spirits of little kids. That's wild. I also saw that there were a few notable investigations. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because... Uh, you said that the distillery was investigated by ghost hunters. Yeah. The the cottage has been too. Oh, wow. So ghost hunters have been to the cottage to okay. investigate it. It's uh, season eight, episode 20. I actually went back to watch it. Oh, did you? And they caught a door squeaking and opening on camera. They caught knocking and footsteps and also caught the rocking chair moving on its own and heard voices. So an interesting thing that the team said was that they had six or seven different experiences within an hour's time, oh, geez. which is almost unheard of, yeah. they said. Wow. Yeah. That's it, a lot, They though. weren't there for long before, yeah. like, stuff just started oh, happening. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. 
And every time they would say the name Jesse Dore, mm-hmm. they would have something happen. Ooh. So, yeah. We got to remember that name then. They were like, for sure, she's here. For sure. Oh, absolutely. Geez. 100% she's here. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very cool, though. And I stumbled upon this as well. There's a documentary on that is awesome on this and i actually watched it did you re- I of did. course you did i Gosh. did it's a 2018 uh documentary called tinker's shadow the hidden history of tinker swiss cottage it's actually on amazon prime it's only about an hour i have to watch it um, now you can rent it and i think it's a dollar to rent it so i rented it yeah it's pretty interesting actually hmm. And they had uh, Kathy Kressel on there. Oh, wow. So from Haunted Rockford. Yeah. And she, you know, was giving a lot of her experiences that she's had too on there. And it was actually directed by a man named Michael Clean, mm-hmm. who was a one-time Rockford mayoral candidate. Oh. And I guess he had just heard the stories of the cottage mm-hmm. and thought they were super interesting. And because of the the big... Uh, historical tie to Rockford. Yeah, he he felt like he needed to create. So he got something. super into it. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Which is very cool. Maybe we can give our listeners some homework to do. Then. I know, <laughs> like it's really interesting. That's cool. Yeah, the Ghost Hunters episode yeah. and uh, this documentary. I'm down. Really, really cool things if to anybody, watch. If anybody listens, uh, let us know. I know for sure. Let us know your thoughts. But so you were talking about adding this to our our road trip list for the summer. Yeah. They do, they do uh, paranormal tours at oh. the cottage. So they uh, offer a variety of tours, mm-hmm. actually, including paranormal events, as they call it. Mm-hmm. So they posted on their website that they're excited for the paranormal tours and investigations to continue throughout this year. So I guess they had them on pause for a while, mm-hmm. but now they're back. And it's funny because it's kind of a connection to the story I did on our last episode on Conover Square. Yeah. On May 13th, coming up here, yeah, Bartell and Henson Paranormal, uh, who are the ones that oversee the Conover Square tours, are actually doing doing an investigation here at the cottage with Haunted Rockford. So with Kathy Kressel. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. We just did that story. <laughs> and then now I'm doing this one about that's the cottage. So cool. Yeah. So if anybody out there is interested or uh, you're in the area... Check out their uh, their website, TinkerCottage.com. I saw they also have a Facebook page. Okay. And the Facebook page is actually pretty cool because, like I said before, they have mm-hmm. all of Robert's diary entries. Oh so on gosh. Facebook, every day, like yeah. according to the date, yeah. they go back and they put Robert's entry for that day on their Whoa. Facebook posts. That's kind of yeah. eerie. So I'm like, because I went to the Facebook at uh-huh. first and I was like, what is this? Uh-huh. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like they would date, like what's today? Like the 19th, March 19th. They'd be like, mm-hmm. March 19th, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what? Like, what I'm are like, you talking about? I'm like, oh, that's right. Robert's uh, diary entries. Oh my God. So yeah, so that's what they do. That's wild. Yeah, that's I love interesting. that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I think this is going to be a definite road trip for the summer. I think so too. Yeah. I, I think we need to do this. absolutely do. This one, was, this one was awesome to kind of just read about and just find out all this information. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, watching what I watch. Mm-hmm. So definitely recommend right. either watch or come take a tour. So that was the the Tinker Swiss Cottage. That's awesome. I love that. I've never heard of that one. And then one thing actually that I forgot to mention at the beginning yes. of the show, we have more fun news. 
Oh, yeah, we do. So uh, <laughs> how could I forget? Of course, when was it? either the last episode or the, the episode before that? We had mm-hmm. mentioned how we were up for a Parapod Award. Yes. And, and, yay. and so uh, we're actually going to be attending the awards. We're going to California. We are. So uh, when is that? April 1st, mm-hmm. we'll be in California for the award ceremony. And of course, we're going to upload pics. Yes, we will. Absolutely. But I wanted to mention it because uh, since we'll be in California that weekend, we won't be recording mm-hmm. a new episode right. for that following week. So there will be a little hiatus. So that's some We're pretty, some pretty excited. Yes, yes. That's exciting. <laughs> that's, that's a big deal for us. But with that, thanks for joining us today. And just a reminder... If you're a fan of the show, consider leaving us a five-star rating. Leave us a few words, tell us why you love the show, or you can even just buy us a drink on our Kofi page. It's kind of like a virtual tip jar. Your support is always greatly appreciated. You can find our Kofi link and other important tidbits in our show notes. Until next time, thanks for joining us for another happy hour in the Spirit Lounge. I'm Lily. And I'm Vanessa, and this was the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you have Echo devices, an easy way to listen is just say, Alexa, play Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Plus, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to check out our next episode teaser and drink feature. See if you can guess what our next theme will be. Until next time, cheers! Cheers!